This is Tyler. And this is Danny. And this is another episode of Fried Squirms. We're here to get stoned and talk about horror movies. I guess let's get to the getting stoned part. Like, let's do our green hits. Let's do that. We're here to talk about the sadness, but we'll get to that in a little bit. We want to get to, the, like, the happiness. <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth, actually. So, yeah, with that being said, you know, we talk about who we'd like to go visit in town. And no stranger, once again, I went by our friends over at Flower and uh, picked up a hybrid strain for you this week. And uh, with that being said, the strain is Cushmint 50-50. Guess what you're smoking as well. I'm going to guess this is some cushy cush. Because <laughs> <laughs> guess who also went to flower and that was the six pack that stood out. You know, what's funny. And I say that term loosely is when I saw the hybrid being passed, it crossed my mind. <laughs> it crossed my mind. So, yeah. So this will make it easy this week. Once again, Cushman is a 50-50 hybrid and it is crossed through the potent mix of, I'm going to guess with this one's probably some form of cush. I don't know if it's Bubba Kush specifically over at flower. And with the cookie strains, this could be the animal mints because I know they'd like to use that too. Yeah, I I definitely looked while I was there and it is definitely animal mint with Bubba Kush. Okay, sweet. So with that being said too, I did look up some information pertaining to, you know, numbers, terpene profiles, all that fun stuff. And the numbers over at Flower for this strain are, it's THC is total cannabinoids are 29.37%, right? The terpenes make up almost a percent of that and the terpenes that make up the profile are going to be karyophyllene the limonene and your beta pinene mix in with some myrcene so you know like i said a good mix with that too the flavors on this you'll maybe taste a little bit of some coffee notes some herbal sweet and woody notes as well the aromas are basically the same and i mean it's weed you're going to feel happy yeah right <laughs> I will say what I was stoked to see back and that I've made sure to pick one up of, although I haven't loaded it up yet, is they have been out of their Terp carts for oh. months. And it seems like a lot of people don't realize that those might be the better deal. I agree with you, too, because, you know, THC, we talked about this, and it's, you know, it's nice. It's It does one thing, but I think, yeah, knowing about the cannabinoids and the terpenes, man, yeah. There's not going to be that big of a difference between hitting something that's like, God, 78% and 90%. Yeah, there's not much difference, man. You're right. Like, that's still a lot of fucking THC per hit, even for motherfuckers <laughs> like us. That's like, true. That's it's not true. that hard to get high really quickly. No. But Let's if you see. want to, like, improve that high, you got to start looking at the terpenes. Agreed that's where the mood's going to match. Like whatever mood you're looking for, you're going to find in those terpenes typically, not always, but typically. I will say I was a little bit bummed that the only option they had was an indica. Cause I don't necessarily want to fall asleep just because <laughs> yeah, I want to hit a terp cart. Yeah. Understandable. But I'm just stoked to have the terp carts back. Hey, I feel you, man. Sometimes I $5 feel like dollars less for probably more effect. And that's I'm about that's, that. That's the, that's the kicker, right? When you know, you know, if you know, you know, <laughs> So, yeah, man, I agree with you there. It's like, you know, I still like my cards, but I am more in tune, of course, with the terpenes. So, right. yeah, I'm, I'm kind of looking more for those numbers. And, I mean, I think we've both noticed even their max THC cards aren't as max as most of the other places in town. Because they don't not worry about their terp profiles. They don't not worry about making sure it's quality product. I know that we've had other carts that are like almost pure THC. 
Yeah, they get true. you high. Uh, but it's different. It is different. But that's it. I, yeah, the effects aren't quite there. And I've noticed that too. Like, yeah, there is a difference between smoking a, a pure THC cart in comparison with one that has, like what we were just talking about, some of the terpene profiles we just mentioned. So, yeah, I agree. Anyway, that's us having to nerd out on this fucking weed shit. I mean, hell, that's what this is about. Right. I guess with that, I'll remind everyone, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash fried squirms. We've started putting up Patreon-only episodes as we're looking back at our old catalog. If you're wondering why we're dropping out every four weeks. Yeah, roughly, yeah. There you go. At least once a month. Yeah, once a month we're dropping out. And if you haven't noticed that yet... Go take a look back, and you're like, oh, there's there's a week there that's missing. <laughs> the answer is we did record something. Exactly. You could, and I'll use this maybe as like a, an analogy, if you will. It's like, look at our Patreon as like uh, little side quests. Right. Um, anyway, we just revisited the cell. Yeah, it was fun. Our previous longest episode. Wow. Now, a normal episode. Dude. I want to say probably even with our plugs in between, it's going to come in under 50 minutes. Normal episode. And here's the thing. We don't skimp out on talking about the movie. No, we don't. We don't. We don't we just go don't, frame by frame. We either. just don't go frame by frame either. <laughs> exactly. That's the huge difference there. This was my favorite version of that episode. Oh, that's good. Because I know, I know it's been said. And, and for understandable reasons, like... I don't, I'm not particularly fond of that episode either because I'm like, damn, I don't know if I want to sit through that shit. Even at, you know, one and a half, 1.75 speed, it's still a slug. Yeah. 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 So we highly appreciate it. Go check it out. Fried Squirm slash Patreon. Even if you're not interested, there's a poll there to see what would make you interested. Precisely. So we'd love if you went and checked that out. But that being said, we're here. We're getting stoned. The next part of the show is to talk about horror movies. This week it's the sadness. Let's get into the guts and bolts. Guts and bolts. All right, guts and bolts. Who and what went in the making of this movie? Spoiler free. We'll get to the spoilers in a little bit. Start off with our setup for this movie if you don't know what it's about. Okay, this is, I mean, it's not that I'm having a hard time avoiding spoilers. It's just that this is really simple. So yeah. a sickness breaks out that's making people go crazy, and this couple's trying to reunite. Simple as that. That's that's it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it. It's short and simple, right? All right. So we do like talking about the cast and crew from week to week. And this week we have a Canadian filmmaker actually making his directorial debut. This gentleman's name is Rob Jabaz. And... He is also the writer, he's the editor, and uh, yeah, he's got his hands on all kinds of neat little projects, but a few things of note from him as far as his directing credits, because he's known for a couple of shorts previously for this. He helped on The Great Dana, Act 1, and A Fateful Encounter, also Fiendish Funnies, and Clearwater. All right, cinematographer on this is Jili Bai. The music was done by Zaychar, which is actually an Australasian group. I looked them up because mm. I was curious. And, I mean, as far as, like, compositions, this is what they're known for. But I think uh, some of their compositions are a little bit more atmospheric, synthesized kind of okay. neat stuff. All right. Special effects was done by IFSFX Art Marker. 
The makeup effects was done by Victor Chang, and the visual effects was helped by Logan Springers. All right, this was produced by David Barker, Jeffrey uh, Huang, and Wei Chun Lu. Production company on this was Machi Excelsior Studios. The distributors were Raven Banner Entertainment and Shudder. Shudder just released this for the United States video on demand, and the release date was January 22nd, 2021 in Taiwan. All right, the cast, moving into this, we have Barant Chu. He plays the role of Jim. A few things of note from him. Now, keep in mind, all these are going to be like Taiwan yeah. movies, yeah, yeah. shows, etc. So unless you're on top of that, I don't know it, most of all of these, but just a few things of note. We have How to Train Our Dragon. Uh, this is actually coming from Rob, the director. He said he noted this guy because he was noted for the film uh, We Are Champions. He said it was kind of like a underdog story kind of like a cinderella story if you will all right he also was in the magician on the skywalk which is a television series in 2021 danger zone also a television series from last year and mad doctor from this year all right we have regina lay she plays the role of cat she was known for i believe he said an anthology like television show called 76 horror bookstore came out in 2020 that's really the only other thing of note from her we have Su Cheng Wang. He plays the businessman. A few things of note from him. He was in the short It's Drizzling. He was in the film When Geek Meets Serial Killer. The film My Missing Valentine and Dream Raider from 2020. All right, we have Emerson Tsai. He plays the role of Warren Liu. He was in the movie Manga in Time With You, which is a television series from 2021. You are the apple of my eye. How to Train a Dragon in the television series Cooley from 2019. We have Wei Hua Lan, plays the role of Dr. Alan Wong. He was in the television series Brave Forward. He was in the film The Black Box, the film The Cage, and the film Where the Sun Don't Shine. All right, we have Ralph Chu, plays the role of Mr. Lin. He was in the film Mr. Bedman. He was in Time With You, was a television series from 2021. Taipei Factory 2, he was in the soap opera segment and Best Interest television series from 2019. And round on out our cast and crew, we have Chi Min Chu, plays the old woman, and Liu King Huang, he plays the role of Kevin and the MRT employee. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, that rounds out our cast and crew. You gave us a brief... Setup of what this film entails should give you warnings. Holy shit. Ooh, this <laughs> one gets gnar, dude. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, well, here's a little bit of trivia, but it also helps kind of give you an idea, right? So I did listen to an interview with the director, and he made mention that it didn't really do well in Taiwan because it's a little bit more of a conservative audience, and the way it was marketed made it look like it was just a, a zombie film. Mm. Uh-huh. And he said there were so many people who were freaking out. Because that's not what this is. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, with that being said, I think part of the reason we probably chose, and I don't want to speak for both of us, but, I mean, it's it's pretty gory. It is an outbreak film. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's got a lot of hype behind it, too. It's got a lot of hype behind it. I think that's the biggest reason I was like, okay, cool. Like, I know a few people now that have seen it and like, yo, you got to see this shit. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's gory, man. Right. It's nasty. Some shit happens. Sexual assault happens multiple times. <laughs> I'm not Just laughing because ex- it's funny. Extremely, because it, that's what happens, dude. It's like shit. Extremely vulgar shit is said at times. I don't know. Just, there's a, there's a lot of mayhem going on. Yo, I mean, it's pretty chaotic. 
when I was loading it up on Shutter, like the, their little blurb is something like this extreme horror. And I'm like, okay, well, it's on Shutter, so it's not going to be Atros Extreme. Yeah. But like, it has its moments. Like, Shutter's had like Cannibal Faroe and stuff on there. Like, yeah, I'm not going to knock them because they do showcase a variety of things. So I'm like, this might be like French Extremist Extreme. This might be like French Extremist Extreme. <laughs> yeah, it gets pretty wild. Yeah. It gets pretty gnar. There's some parts that made me kind of flinch out of like, oh, that was fucking disgusting. So yeah, <laughs> but it's you know that's your warning. It's warranted. It's warranted. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. Like this is not for the faint of heart, and that's not a term I typically use lightly when you tread in these kind of waters, you know. But we'll get into all that fun stuff, of course. Yeah, I guess um, that's as much of a warning as you're going to get. Let's uh, find out how the sadness made us squeal. How does that make you squeal? All right, y'all, get ready to weep. Here comes the sadness. <laughs> no, okay, so the sadness, how did it make you squeal? Well, it didn't make me sad. Right? First time through, because I watched this a few weeks back, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, you did. Okay, I remember that. Right, so first time through, most of the time I don't pay it like a bunch of attention. You know, it's like just watch it and just kind of more of a casual view. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So there's a few things that was like the second time through. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, you pick up on little things. But anyway, first time through, it's like, yeah, this is a good film. I felt like maybe it was a little overhyped, you know, but I still enjoyed it because it's like, man, they pulled off some pretty wicked shit in this film. That typically in Asia, you're going to get weird from Japan. We've covered that. Korea mm -hmm. does a pretty good job with revenge and all that stuff. But this is a little different. Yeah. You know, because you're throwing in more of like little nihilistic mm -hmm. things in this film. You know, but I think that's what makes it fun and entertaining. The story is not the greatest story ever. Right. It's still entertaining enough to see what happens. Yeah, so... I was kind of along the same lines as you, like, we partially watched this due to the hype. Now, I don't want this to sound like I don't like this movie. I do enjoy this movie, but maybe the most overhyped movie since Bone Tomahawk that we've watched? Ooh, yeah, that's... Oof. That might be a good comparison in terms of hype. Not necessarily, yeah. like, what you <clears throat> see, but hype, yeah. Like... And I get it. Don't get me wrong. Like, I get it. But... See, at, look, here's the thing. At the end of the day, were. this movie is kind of the Purge movie we always hoped for. Solid point, yeah. It's also kind of just mayhem. It really is. It seriously is. But it's not having as much fun as either one of those. Yeah, this, I don't think it's meant... I and I don't that. care about the main characters as much as I cared about Steven Yeun. Precisely. That they don't really give you much to care about. No. You get a little bit of characterization in the beginning, but it's mostly that the boyfriend's kind of a dick. And it looks like... Yeah, I mean, on that, and just kind of absent-minded. Yeah, like, not intentionally a dick, but still but no, dick just kind of Yeah, exactly. Especially when you find out she only gets ten vacation days a year, and she took off seven. That's like, dude, come on now. Here's something I did look up. I was like, A, where's Kenting? Mm. And B, I did look it up, and I found out, like, it's known for 
you know, people from Hong Kong, apparently, and like people from Japan as kind of a little paradise in southern Taiwan. So, oh, interesting. It's a very nice, yeah. And, and the neat thing is, is like you have to do a little weird navigating to get there. It's not like you can just take a train or a bus. Mm. You have to do some weird shit to get there. Anyway, it's nice. But we get that little bit of characterization, but it's not enough because then we get right into the action, which in like The Purge and Mayhem is cool Mm -hmm. because like office life sucks or like normal life sucks. It's relatable. (laughs) But with like these characters, we're supposed to care that this couple gets back together. Mm. And I don't. I don't care if he lives, which like this is the spoiler section. Spoiler, he doesn't. Spoiler. Right. right. I mean, if you made it this far and you you either watched it or B, you should know like our premise. We're almost 300 in. (laughs) But like partway through the movie, I'm like, I kind of don't care if he makes it or not because I kind of feel like she might be better off without him anyway. You can make the argument. Like you said, they don't give you. But you don't see enough of the relationship to know that for sure. They don't give us like a lot of background. I don't know their dynamic. You're just kind of in this sense, thrust into a situation that happens on this particular day. There's so many times on this podcast where we're like, you could have cut 10 minutes. This movie cut 10 minutes too much. Right. They could have gave us, I don't know, you could have given us like a little vignette or like something of a flashback to give us a little something more in the relationship, their dynamic. Mm-hmm. But I could care less. Like the rest of it's cool. Right. Super cool. Right, right, right. And like once said, again... It's the Purge movie we always wanted. I was going to say, maybe it's a, a little bit of... And not that it's a fatal flaw, because I don't think it is. It's a little bit more of the style over substance. Mm-hmm. You know, they're giving you a lot of visual, but the story kind of lacks depth. Yeah. You know, in terms of characters. Like, I mean, the story's good itself. Like, it's, it's believable. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty obvious what the social commentary is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it's oh, yeah. not, you've been sleeping for the last two years. For a second after I got done with the fucking short description, I was like, should have I called this the fucking <laughs> purge COVID-19 movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. But because I had a little, a little bit of time, not much, I had a little bit of time before I came over and I happened to watch an interview with the director because he's Canadian. So I was like, oh, okay, he speaks English. This would be easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he talked about the way that this was approached to him was that, I think it was David Barker. I believe he said it was, no, it was Jeffrey Wong. Um, he said that he wanted to make a zombie film, you know, but he was kind of like, I, he didn't really have an interest that Rob, that is Jabaz. Mm-hmm. He says, but he was inspired. And this is pretty obvious for people who know this series by crossed, you know, the comic book series. Right. I had seen comparisons to Crossed. I've heard of Crossed. I've never read Crossed, even though I have read a ton of Garth Ennis. However, yeah. having read a ton of Garth Ennis, I can guess what Crossed plays like. <laughs> and this is a very Garth Ennis-y story. Well, he's made mention that he read the series back in the late 2000s, like 2008, mm-hmm. 2009, whenever. And so he was inspired by that. And he said what he did was he's, he took a little bit more out of the zombies, if you will, the people who are infected. He says instead of making them more like grunty, almost caveman, you know, like me, which is even now it's kind of debatable saying Neanderthal, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, gave them kind of like a primordial kind of characterization, you know, but he wanted these characters to be more believable and to give them dialogue and to still make them do 
kind of everyday things. Like they're, they're able to go out and drive cars and do shit, but it's very chaotic. Right. <laughs> you know, it's going to be chaos. But he said that was more of a, the real threat that made it scary instead of just being more of kind of like a dumbed down zombie. Mm-hmm. So that's why he liked that. And um, he also said that he got like 90% of his vision across because he wanted Final Cut. And for him to have his debut and doing all this, it's like, okay, this is I mean, his vision. For him. Yes, like this, this is, is his a vision. great debut. Right. And he said that also they wanted to, to throw in the, the COVID thing. So, mm. yeah, it's pretty much on the nose. I am having a hard time understanding how it's getting such rave reviews from so many different places. But I hate to say it like this because I love Rue Morgue, but I know they're Canadian. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they probably threw a little bit more behind because I think Shudder, too, has like a, a Canadian partnership with them. Mm. And being that he's Canadian, it's like, you know, there's a little bit of pride there, and I get that. I see what you're saying. Canadians run show business. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is it's like there, there's going to be a little bit more, you know, some pride, so they're going to give him a little bit more hype. Like Blame Drake. Canada. <laughs> it's like, I like Drake, but it's like, come on, man. He was still Jimmy in the wheelchair mm-hmm. <laughs> on Degrassi. I didn't forget. <laughs> so You know what I mean? It's stuff like that. But it's not to knock the film. It's just like we've talked about, we've actually probably seen a lot worse. Yeah. To be frank. Yeah. Here's the thing. Even though this movie is nothing like it, because this movie is reminiscent of Mayhem, it also reminded me of Belko and how much better this movie is than the Belko experience. Jesus, man. (laughs) Well, (laughs) a little tangent here. There was somebody who works at a local dispensary, and he asked me, like, maybe some suggestions for horror movies that would scare like corporate Americans or whatever. Like, so I gave him a few and I was like, well, society would probably be a good one. It's like, if you kind of like just kind of dumb films, it's like Belko experiment is probably the bet, the worst example of it. I mean, not, mm-hmm. I can't say worse, but it's not a great example, but as like the mayhem, it's a lot more fun. But as like society is like, that's high society. Like that's some weird body horror shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was just funny that I had to reference it that way. Like, you know, there's levels to that shit, too. So I get the comparison, though. Once again, Belko being the worst film that we still <laughs> liked. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like it's not a it's not a horrible film. It's really not. It's just not a great film. No, it's not either. And I think there was a little bit of hype. Not much, but there was some hype behind that, too. I was like, eh, good, good actors, good cast. Just not a great script. No, I will admit for this one. Most weeks, I get a chance to watch the movie twice. Had a feeling I wasn't going to get to this weekend. In fact, did not get to. That's okay. I get it. But did actually knew that going into it and would manage to write notes. I didn't do it while I watched it. I still wanted a kind of a pure hit me and let me think about it. But I then just like, I only sat there for like 10 minutes and then started jotting down notes about it. So yeah. Just so that I also wouldn't forget shit. And <laughs> no. Smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> That's a relatable thing that you and I once again have. So, so. I might be hazy on some details of this That's movie, okay. but at least compared to most weeks. But I also didn't like. I enjoyed the movie. Didn't feel the need to watch it again because yeah, it, it kind of. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, it, it spells things out. There's really no mystery. The only thing I think maybe, if you're not paying attention, the end might be a little vague, mm. but I don't think it is. 
No, I don't think it is either. But yeah, I get it if you're not paying attention. That's what I'm saying. If you're kind of tuned out towards the end because, yeah, you don't really care about these characters, <laughs> and I get it, then yeah, it might be a little vague what happens to her. But it, no, no, I don't think it is. From the beginning, though, they never say for certain, but he's a male model? Is that's that what, what I was like. supposed to like pick yeah, up from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what it's implied. I mean, even though he doesn't say it, I will say this. Maybe a bit of dialogue that happens not too far from his introduction to a diner scene. He gets called Handsome Boy. Mm. So mm-hmm. maybe that lends its hand a little bit to that. Maybe. I mean, he says a photo shoot or something like that, too. To yeah, that yeah. So, I mean, uh, I don't think they're just out, you know, hitting landscapes. Help on a shoot or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I don't think so. It was weird that it also wasn't spelled out that well, though. Once yeah, again, it's one of the things we're like. Too, so, you know. Pretty, yeah, it's implied. Anyway, like I said, the shit starts popping off kind of right away, which I think I was kind of into. Like that's cool. Mm-hmm. Did but you notice? We I'm, also, I'm sorry. We already railed on this a little bit. We didn't get a chance to know about them that well. I almost wish that this would have leaned a little bit more into like a horror comedy, dark comedy scenario. Mm-hmm where maybe we got a little bit more characterization with them while having shit play out in the background. Yeah. Kind of fucking Shaun of the Dead style, but not played that right, comedically. Right, right, right. But no, I know what you're saying, because it, it, the more the focus would be on them instead of the infected. Right. Because there, there was a second towards the beginning of the movie when shit starts going off where I cross my fingers and I'm like, oh, is this going to be like the host except... You know, fucking uh, rage virus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the host is great in the way that it centers the family problems against the monster attack. And you could argue as them being a family unit of a, of a sort, a relationship right. at least. But it follows them. True. But not, it doesn't center their relationship. All right, I'm going to play devil's advocate to my bitch. In yeah. <laughs> right? Because I think it, in order for me to have this opinion on it or to maybe even rethink my opinion on it is to think about the name of the film itself. The right, sadness. The sadness. Right. Whereas it's like, yeah, you it, it would make probably for it a little bit more fulfilling film if they gave these characters like we were saying, like this is the gripe that if you gave them a little bit more depth, maybe something you can latch on to to want to cheer for them. But otherwise there's just but it's called the sadness. You're not. I don't think you're really meant to care about these characters. It's just that it's a sad thing that happened to these two that you happen to be following, which is kind of like either like it or you don't. And I'm not a huge fan of it, but I kind of get it maybe from that, you know, narrative. That's the thing. That, I mean, if you latch on, then you'd also be more sad at the end. I would think so too. Right, right, right. And that's where I like to said that's point counterpoint. It's like mm-hmm. that's why I don't like it because it's like I could care less about <laughs> these characters. Honestly, it's like you could have interjected any other character and would have played out essentially the same maybe just from a different like I said a different approach different, yeah, there's different a, play there's a million of these stories going on in this city right now exactly give me a reason to care about this one that's what I'm getting at you could have, you could have literally like swapped out people NPCs or whatever <laughs> it's the same shit mm-hmm. yeah exactly so that that would be my counter argument but I, I get it maybe from just the the point of like it's it's just sadness you know, now I will but, uh, say, once shit starts popping off, 
him getting his fingers cut off. That shit always makes me wince. Dude, dude, that's... I, it's, it's obvious that it's coming, and it doesn't matter. Cause, dude, oh, oh, man, as soon just... as he grabs it, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> like, no, you don't grab it like that. <laughs> but, I mean, it beats probably getting your head... I mean, I was like, maybe it definitely beats getting your head chopped off. Yeah. But that Still shit... sucks. Every time, though. Oh, that's good. They did it good, too, because it's like, I, you knew it's coming. And I was like, you know what? Cheers for them for giving me a visceral gut reaction. Yeah. Because that's going to work effectively almost every single time. And mm. it did this time, too. I was like, oh, I hate that. Now, once they were off. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm, I'm sure you paid attention to this detail, too. I wish they played his hand being fucked up better. Because it was obvious that he had his fingers the entire time. Super obvious. We definitely pay attention to this shit. Definitely pay attention to that. Yeah, because I was thinking the same thing. It's like, man, that hand is fucked, boy. Sorry. But no, it was just like a normal hand wrapped in like yeah, barely no. a cloth for most of the thing. The cloth wasn't bloody I enough. I thought he was ready for like a street fight the way he was going into it. I feel like I've gotten my hand bloodier and more fucked up just mm. from like, I don't know, like cutting myself on some fucking glass at one of my old jobs. Ew, and that wasn't yeah, missing fingers. No, no, but I know what you're saying. It's like, it sucks, dude. That shit won't stop. Yeah. But his rag was pretty yeah. fucking clean. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And even there's a scene later on in the film where it's just kind of like. I will say that was dope, though, because that was really good looking. When you actually get to see the fingers missing. No, I don't. Yeah, no, that's good. Like, that's I, I'm going to agree with you there. That's good. I mean, it's like, like you were saying, some of the blood stuff is like, hey, I don't think it would it would have played out a lot different inside. But that's the thing, like, that's a weird little detail. Yeah, it's a little nuance. That's that's our little gripe. The action itself, like, yeah. and, like, the violence was oh. good. It's just 100%. the after effect because you have to see that so much more through the movie. Yeah, and that's another one of those things. I, it, for me, it's kind of lacking. Like, I don't, it's like, man, I want to I want to care a little bit more about that injury, but he's not making me feel it. They're almost, like, kind of playing it off. So this is maybe one of the weirdest notes i've ever fucking written it's oh go for it man i'm ready it's two words it's gonna sound really weird out of context but when you think about all the things we bitched about while fucking watching the purge movies it'll make sense uh this note is yay rape (laughs) (laughs) wow yeah (laughs) jesus jeez that's funny i mean (laughs) gotta be careful how i say that (laughs) yeah it's interesting. But in context, for sure. It's just because we've seen this scenario be brought up in movies where people suddenly <laughs> can go gung ho and they're doing stupid shit. Oh, without a doubt. They're not doing the disgusting, <laughs> but obvious and right there in front of you shit. I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> All right. And just the fact this movie was willing to go there, I was like, okay, that's that's the ride we're in for. Oh, Once yeah. again, I don't right. want to sound like I dislike this movie. No, no, no. But it goes there. Because of the two movies we keep bringing up in conjunction with it, I probably will say I still like Mayhem more than this one, but I'd probably put this above The Purges. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. I'd put this above The Purges, although I do feel like some of the purge high moments are higher than this just because they lean into their ridiculousness a little bit more. Yeah. This has its moments more for like the special effects, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like that kind of stuff. 
if you're a fan, right? You know, I, I, I want to see that. If you're going to tout that as like one of the highlights of this film, I want to see it. I want to see you pull it off. Now, here's something I was talking to our friend Stephen about. And I was letting him know the more I watch these films, the more I think about editing as a whole, you know, whether it's audio, video, whatever, just editing and, and how you have to kind of, in the visual world, think about how you want to pull things off. And I was like, I'm starting to realize how effective it is when you do cuts at the right time to showcase gore and shit like that on mm-hmm. a practical level. Because it's like, some of it has to do with perspective shots, how you use the props, how you pull off the, you know, and the actors, how they respond, and is it believable? Like, how how relatable is it, and how, you know, like that. Like, how are they pulling it off? All of that stuff. Right, because I can't think of any specific examples right now, but I know we've brought up in the past times where, like, everything was going good, the scream wasn't selling it. Right. And it's like, no, this is pretty fucking wild and gnarly. Mm -hmm. And like, I like it for that, like without a doubt. And that, I mean, it offers the goods in that department, you know, my opinion. Mm -hmm. And what what I was getting at too is like, I was noticing how they do these cuts to, to insert the special effects shot, you know? And I was like, that is where most audiences will start to tap out a lot of the time because I don't think they understand from the technical side, from behind the camera side of it, how they're doing it to mm. make it look believable. Mm-hmm. Whereas you're, as a general audience, watching it from the visceral side, because just like, oh my god, how the fuck? No, when it's done right, <laughs> it's taking on that emotional right. journey, and that's what I'm yeah. getting at, and that's where all that labor pays off is how that audience responds to it. And like I was saying with the Taiwan or the Taiwanese audience, they were tapping out because they weren't expecting that. <laughs> but that's why I appreciate this film. I was like, but I, it doesn't work on me as it would an audience like that because I understand how that shit gets pulled off most of the time. Ooh, uh, let's touch on that for a second though. Like how this movie is presented by people because this is another one where I wish people would stop calling it a zombie movie. Right. Some people it, do. Yeah, exactly. It's not. It's not a zombie movie. It's an outbreak film. Yeah. It's a virus film. It's akin to like 28 Days Later and shit like that. Which we also brought up. Right. Always called a zombie movie. Right. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's, but is it and it's an outbreak? It's a virus. Are, are they kind? Is there an argument that they're kind of like zombies? Yeah. Right. There's an argument that they're kind of like zombies. Not in sense? No. Not if we're doing like Serpent in the Rainbows style, you know, that kind of stuff. No. Absolutely not. So, you know, it, there, there's levels of that stuff, too. I don't know what it was about it, but the businessman set up made it apparent to me for some reason that he was going to be a long, drawn-out villain mm-hmm. for the rest of the movie. I kind of feel like he would have been more shocking if they would have done that long of a setup only to have him just offed on the subway. But yeah. it was still cool. Like, I thought he did a fantastic job. I didn't, wasn't pissed about having no, him as a long-term no. villain. It was just, and I can't even put my finger on it, but something during that uh, that initial scene with him, I'm like, okay, well, we're going to be dealing with this motherfucker all movie. Yeah, and what I gathered from that little interaction initially with him and Kat is it felt like it was a commentary on, like, you know, a guy who is on 
probably like on the way towards retirement at this point. Like, you know what I mean? A little bit past middle aged. Feels like the generation behind them is, like he puts it, more so tethered to their bones. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that whole gripe. Uh, kind of disconnected. You know, but at the same time, he doesn't realize that he's also playing to like his entitlement. Like you're not entitled to these things. Like, yeah, you, you can have these certain sentiments. You have every right to feel that way, but you also don't have that same right to project that onto somebody else. Mm -hmm. Like they're not going to reciprocate the same way you do. And you can't expect that in return just because that's how you feel. It's like, you know, rejection sucks no matter what level it's on, but you know, you don't, uh, don't carry it out in this man. I mean, I know this is yeah. an exaggeration, but I'm sure there's a lot of people out in the world that feel this way. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what I felt like that, and that's where in this outbreak because uh, if you've watched the trailer or seen posters or shit, this guy's pretty prominent on it. So I kind of knew that. It's like, yeah, he's going to be a villainous in some regard. To what extent, I don't know, but it leads to, I would say, most, not all, most, probably more so than. Than some, um, like the skull fucking scene is what I'm trying to say. Right, right? <laughs> is people would say, "Oh man, that was gnarly," but dude, you don't fucking see anything. Like I'm not saying that I want to see his dick going her eye or nothing, but we've seen worse. Even afterwards, her eye doesn't seem that much more no. fucked up. No, 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 it doesn't. It, not at all. Like I want to see some after effects. You know, I was about to say like, so dude's got a needle dick because otherwise. <laughs> She should have a fucking crater in her head. He's like, I was trying to sew it, suture it shut with <laughs> my little needle dick. <laughs> I was thinking like, that too. It's way more gnar. Even if you don't Jesus. see the act itself, right. it's way fucking more fucked up if she's yeah. more fucked up afterwards. No. And she's not. Exactly. No. What I was going to say is I want to lean mm-hmm. into that with if you're going to use a cut to make us conjure an image you know to imagine you got to bring the goods right after like so with this like yeah or or leave it alone and you don't see her so that you're left with that mental image i agreed 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 because it it could work effectively either way but not so much this way but if it's like her eye now looks a (laughs) centimeter more open yeah. Or like now I'm just, just laughing at his dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to see some like um, some glazed donut accent around the eyelid. If you got, you know, whatever, whatever. I'm just teasing, but that's a little bright. But I mean, yeah. I mean, if it's gonna be effective, you're gonna play into that as like an extreme thing. It's like you got to make sure it's extreme, not just you know like half acid, if you will. Like half, don't go mm-hmm. in halfway and then pull out and blow your load in that sucker. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the problem, though. Like, just like the dude at the basketball court, he didn't get to blow his load. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. I will say this. First time through, that was actually a pretty good scene twist. Yeah, I kind of, you kind of know it when they're not showing his face for like 10 seconds Mm -hmm. there. But there's always a chance that he's just just that fucked up. Yes. See, because initially I'm like, okay, you know, this Because you could also play it for just like... Somebody took an extra, like, swipe at his face before they left, and he's going to turn, and he's, like, fucking bleeding out his right. everything they just something. left him there. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. I just assumed, uh, you know, <laughs> first appearances here was that he was just out there getting the shit beat out of him by these infected dudes, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, then you learn, he's like, no, nah, this dude was like, I haven't been this rock hard in 
forever. <laughs> Shit. I was about to nut. I was like, whoa, okay. That's pretty gnarly. I, I'm glad that they kind of put that in there. But it did feel more something that was pulled out of a comic book. That scene, that sequence. That, uh, yeah, that whole sequence felt like its own little weird short story yeah. as compared to like a part of the actual story. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole other like subplot way down the line. And it wasn't just, badly done. No, it wasn't. I liked it. Like It made sense in the context of this film because of what we learned. If you haven't paid attention, I'm not saying you, but just people in general, if you haven't paid attention at this point, it should be pretty obvious Like people are, are playing into their very impulsive behaviors like this is being exaggerated to the nth degree <laughs> you know and then the doctor explains it later on because it affects the limbic system mm -hmm. clouds your judgment and your impulses and all that other shit so i was like okay at least that makes sense it's like these people don't want to do it it's just, they can't help it so maybe the choice that made this movie maybe feel the most off to me is letting us know He's infected 30 minutes before he ever gets to the fucking hospital. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, uh, I know what you're saying. It's like, ah, uh, dude. We see how fast people change. It's pretty obvious, yeah. I mean, it, but it's not obvious at that point, right? Especially, like, I mean, I like the scene, how they did it. I like the scene, how they did it, too. That right. was super fucking cool. That was a little artistic, mm -hmm. and I liked it. But, yeah. Don't, and then you still got half an hour, like you were saying. Yeah, and we know it's coming. And I think it's, it's literally almost uh, it's almost a half it's a hour until he shows up yeah, again. It's too much of a giveaway, man. And it doesn't really do anything either because a I don't really care about him in the, to begin with. It's like right. maybe I have a little sympathy for him, uh, you know, just as a person to person. But mm -hmm. outside of that, it's like I don't cool. Know, I don't whatever really, you're. Yeah, you were like, super ready to blow it. off yeah, your like, fucking super hot successful girlfriend right, like, so you can go be a successful male model. Here, uh, here's not successful because <laughs> you're having a hard time getting jobs. Uh, here's Don't fucking care, boy. Here's maybe, 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 maybe. Maybe a little bit of a moral question here or a moral quandary, if you will, quagmire or whatever. Is it brings up the question, at least in my opinion. Does it warrant, like those behaviors, does it warrant their death or their infection and the things that comes behind it? You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like the, that stupid cop, you know, security guard, where the fuck he was, I don't think his behavior warranted him getting fucked up the way he did, like getting no. punched and all that shit. It's like he, he was reacting based on what the current situation was. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know if you're infected or not. You know, I'm sorry, dude, but you would probably do the same fucking thing in my place. <laughs> you know, I don't know you. Does it deserve him getting punched in the face? Not really. Does it deserve him getting, you know, his balls would chopped I off and shit? Would I also punch him really. in the face? Probably. Probably. I mean, in the moment, I get you. It's reactionary. You're emotional. I get it. You know, I'm not saying, you know, that they, that you, but I'm just saying, it's like, it mm -hmm. does, I don't think it warrants his death per se. No. You know, or, or like a certain, I want to say hatred, but just like a certain dislike for that character. It's like, He's just goofy as shit. Mm -hmm. You know what the fuck is going on? Hardly anybody does. They were ignoring that scientist at the beginning. I, I will say, like, in that sense, it's like the visual thing they opened up it was kind of neat. It's showing you, like, the virus and all that stuff. That scientist the was the same you... one that got pulled onto the news program, wasn't right, it? Right, I right. just put that together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he was trying to warn them at the beginning, and, you know, I was like, you know, he's news giving you program. Yeah, he's giving you some background on what this is. He's like, it's kind of like a rabies strain, a virus, you know. And 
they're just kind of playing. And that's where that whole social commentary with the COVID and all that other stuff comes into play there. You know, that's a whole nother story. Whatever. Most people already, you should know. The whole world knows. <laughs> you know what I mean? We all know. Yeah, we all we know. We don't need to comment on that side of this movie because no, it's no, no, extremely no. obvious. Yes. I mean, that's, it's on the nose. We've already said that. But point being is, is like, yeah, his character shows back up, gives you a little bit more in depth what's been going on in between the first time we saw him and now, up to now, which is later on in the film. But even him, like, I'm like, dude, okay. I mean, yeah, it's some fucked up shit, but not, I mean, whatever. I mm-hmm. get it. But like I said, it brings up these moral questions. doesn't spend position, too long with them, though. It doesn't. It doesn't. But it's just real quick. Like, for instance, there's a moral, I think there could be a moral question with the doctor, Dr. Wong, and what he was doing with those babies. Right. But he also brings up a good point. He's like, they would be freaking They would fuck them. Yeah. It's like, so what, what, you could say ethical. What is the more ethical thing to do? And what is the more moral thing to do? Because mm-hmm. those are maybe two different things. But, yeah, do you just leave the babies because you don't want to inject them and find out and then euthanize them, throw them in the dumpster? Or do you leave them to be, like you said, to get who knows what happened mm-hmm. to them? That's the quandary. I mean, like, this film doesn't really present it, but it does bring them up a little bit, just I'm, I'm drawing more from it than it really pre- presents. No, I was about to say, we've been talking about it for a couple minutes, which is about the same amount of time that the movie spends on it. <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically, yeah. Because <laughs> it's brought up right at the very end. You get like a couple minutes to consider what he's saying and yeah. like the kind of weight behind him and the fucking infected baby in the fucking trash bin. But yeah, but I think it's, it's more for the style more so than yeah. the substance. I think it's for At that. Here's the thing. Like, even if you're bringing, even though the movie's bringing up those questions yeah. and having her question him and having him defend himself out loud so that you understand the moral quandary, <laughs> like it all makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Especially uh, with what he's trying to do. You would think. He's still being kind of a dickhead about it. Right. But I will say this. I more question whether he was a weird, slow burn Mm. infected with the way that he was kind of acting and talking about it and sort of... Or if he was just fucking traumatized from all this shit that was going on around him. I I may have missed this. I watched this sucker twice, so I may have missed it. (laughs) But do they ever really explain how the outbreak started to begin with? Because I don't think so. No, I think the most they say is that the government did know about it and downplayed shit. What I'm curious about is is if he had a role at all with it. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not just the curing side, but also maybe the pro- procuring. Mm. <laughs> so I don't know. That's what I'm saying. They don't give you enough. I just think it's played up for the effect. You have like, oh, it's babies. But I... <laughs> Honestly, I think uh, imprint you're going to get more impact out of that than yeah what we see here. In my, I mean, it's you know it's subjective, but it's my opinion. Or a Serbian film. <laughs> exactly. If you're going to do like yeah, MVP, you the real MVP, right? <laughs> We've already talked about that. And the skull fucking, which I think Headless does better. Mm-hmm. If we're going to talk about skull fucking stuff like that, it does it better. <laughs> Headless does some other things worse, but yes, this is a better movie than Headless. But yeah, yeah. I mean, granted, it had a bigger budget, but that's beside mm-hmm. the point. You know, it's that movie is very stylistic. It's mm-hmm. very artistic. We went, we talked about that too. But 
just kids, certain so. scenes. What I'm getting at, just certain scenes. If I'm going to do side by side comparisons, like, oh yeah, this film did this. This film does this. Let's do a side by side. Which one did it better? I'm not saying it's a better film. I'm just saying, I think Hellas did it better with the skull fucking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could even say maybe, if we're going to do French extreme, like high tension, getting some head in the truck and then oh yeah, throwing it out the window. That's kind of effective. It's mm-hmm. fucked up. <laughs> but all that aside. It does some things I feel like very well. Like the effects are really good. I will say that the the old woman who we see on the rooftop at the beginning, not too long after, just a few minutes after, shows up at the diner. Right. <laughs> spits on homeboy, throws the you know, gets the frying oil and then digs on that guy. I'm like, that's good. And then people start just yanking each other. It's like that's kind of what you want in terms of a this kind of behavior, mm-hmm. you know, but also at the same time having this, like, like I said, a moral quandary of like, you don't want to do it, hence why people are crying. So you can't control that behavior because that's what this virus does. And I know we keep leaning into it because that's my biggest gripe is that this one doesn't give you enough to really care. Well, and here's the thing and you could even lean more into the violence and the spectacle the way that this movie did. But in that case, maybe focus more on the attacker's faces so that we do see those tears more often. Yeah. So you have to think about the fact that these people are basically being held prisoners in their mind. Jeez. I was going to say, I hope, and this is this is this pure... Because that's also horror right there. Make people is. think about being held prisoner in your own mind while your body's doing this shit. God. That's horrifying. It really we don't is. get too much of a chance to no, think about no, no, that. No, no, no. I think it's just more. It's subtle. You know it, but it's very subtle, and you kind of have to infer a little bit, mm-hmm. which is fine. But I, if you want to give me more like emotional attachment and something to, you know, like I said, to latch onto, you got to make it more believable, more like uh, relatable. Make it relatable. Yeah. Once again, I also enjoy this movie. No, I, I know. It sounds like we've been bitching about it. I, and, and these are just some of the minor critiques because we we do review. And, we, and if we're going to be fair and honest, you know, we got to point some of these things out. But I think for somebody who's never done a, uh, a full length, just shorts, just mm-hmm. maybe some commercial stuff, not a bad debut, man. I'm going to say that. Like, I understand the hype because it's a debut. If this guy was doing this for... I don't know, X amount of years, he's already had some films. I'm like, okay, maybe it's one in his catalog that's, you know, better than the others, but not a bad debut. No. The effects are really good. He's already said that if he gets more projects and he's doing stuff like this, he's going to bring those guys back. He's already got a repertoire. He wants to work with these actors and actresses again. He wants to build it. Here's another thing I found interesting is even though he's Canadian, it's not like he lives in Canada and then flew to Taiwan to do the film. He's been in Taiwan for he said for like 13 years. Okay. He did. He said when he was like in his mid 20s, just, you know, just felt like it for whatever reasons. And yeah. So anyway, that's why I didn't credit it or it's not credited as a Canadian slash Taiwanese film. It's literally a Taiwan film. So that's another thing for us too, is I don't think we've done a Taiwan or Taiwanese film. I don't film. think so either. So another neat example from, of some Asian, Asian horror, if you will, gore. <laughs> Because <laughs> this is all about the gore, you know. Yeah. It really is. That's what I'm saying. I don't mind the this style. Is a, this is a super 
top tier party movie. Oh, for sure. Yeah, this is just throw this sucker on popcorn film. You know, for us, it'd be like watching some of our friends freak out. Yeah. <laughs> this might be a good one, actually, for a future. Uh, test your fright. Oh, I well, think this I could be a good I was just bringing one. that up to somebody the other day that we got to figure out how we're going to rework uh, that. This, this could be a good entry. There's a lot that could fuck with people. That's what I'm getting world. at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though for us, like, we've, we've, uh, we've been desensitized a long time ago. <laughs> I'm not saying that we're not empathetic or sympathetic. I'm just saying when it comes to this stuff, and it's movies, man. It's a movie. Man, I was having this discussion the other day. It's partially just because it is a movie, and like other types of media affect me more. Exactly, Horror video dude. games. Oof. Mm. Fuck that. Uh, you know, Ooh. that's. I'm glad you bring those things up. Even though <laughs> I'm 40, like there's certain things, even in the back of my mind, it still affects me. But then I know, I was like, man, I'm 40. If it hasn't happened yet, what the <laughs> fuck's the holdup? <laughs> Come get my ass. <laughs> what you waiting for? <laughs> so, uh, Thinking about the infection in this movie and the way it works and how quickly it works, it's going to sound weird to say, is it the better option? I guess it matters on how you feel about becoming an infected. Oh, that's solid. That's but solid. if you're getting assaulted in some manner by somebody who's infected, mm-hmm. is rape the best option? Because like a minute in, mm. you're going along with it because of the infection? You know... That's a really fucked up thing to say, no, I no, know, but, but like... I was going to say, as fucked up as it sounds, this film... Because if they're out to just kill you, up, right, then... They would have done it. Well, here's the other thing, is like, they're kind of going to take their time. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's a, that's very solid, because it's already brought up that they can't control their behaviors because it, it affects the limbic system. Like, mm-hmm. it clouds your judgment and the things that normally keeps you from acting on compulsive and impulsive behaviors. It breaks that barrier. It... it it's flooding that fucking gate. So, yeah. But I was thinking that because that's kind of, uh, I think at the end, that was the quandary cat was in. It was, A, do I stick it out and wind up infected and having all these things what he just said happened to me? Or do I go up in there and let them suicide assist me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, which is, quote-unquote, the better outcome? To end yourself, to have it end, or become infected and then have this new lifestyle? Yeah. <laughs> and this new trend. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I think I would rather someone just go ahead, man, if you go ahead and fuck me up, just fuck me up all the way up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, something like this, I think the best out is to off yourself. That's, yeah, it's like, fuck me all the way up. Because I don't want to get killed by one of them because they're going to take their time no, to make no, it no, hurt. No, no, I was like, yeah. No, I'd rather gonna... not be an infected. But if I'm going to become an infected, I would yeah. rather not be attacked first. I guess Gosh. I would rather be raped first because I'm just going to start enjoying it a minute in because I'm going to be infected. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's this is, this is another fucked up thing to say. It's like, but, you know, if you're really into, like, hedonistic behavior, this is perfect for you. <laughs> yeah. If you're a nihilist, this could be excellent. But, I mean, that's just being, you know, jovial, if you will, just being a comedian. But, no, it's just, this film does bring up these, like, little question mark here. They're not huge questions. There's a little question, like, hey, maybe if you want to read this here, yeah, maybe. But, like I said, I just think this film, from A to B, just from beginning to end, it's about that ride and just the visceral reaction you get from all these visuals they're throwing at you, more so than the story. You know what? One other thing, just because I brought it up earlier. Most overhyped movie since Bone Tomahawk? Probably. 
I like it more than Bone Tomahawk. I do too. And that's no discredit to Zoller because he's, from what I understand, like the films after, pretty solid. Yeah. Even speaking Dude, about the Vince. I still see people sucking off Bone Tomahawk. I mean, every I fucking week. Uh, what was it like? <laughs> there was another film that came out. It was like 99 Blocks or something like that. It had like uh, Vince Vaughn's in it. Mm. Somebody, maybe Trejo, somebody like that. Oh, maybe it was Malcolm Gibson now that I think about it. Oh, shit. Okay. But I heard that's actually a pretty good movie. <laughs> but it's not a horror film, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's, de- it's definitely not a Western. But regardless, regardless, I do agree as far as the hype and the overhype. I think the hype is deserved on the special effects. I've seen better. I've seen a hell of a lot worse. Yeah. It's this solid, though. Top it's tier. solid. It's not all super great. Right, right, But right. it's top tier. No, and that's what I'm saying. It's like if if this is their debut as a team, then for me as somebody who is partially optimistic with a heavy dose of skepticism, <laughs> is uh, they have a bright future ahead of them. You know, if if they get projects that are, you know, maybe more fleshed out, like just storyline wise, whatever, but still give you the goods on the effects, I think this this could work. Oh, oh fuck! I can't not bring this up. Thing that made me fucking maybe wince the hardest, and one of the most just disgusting things <laughs> to think about. That <laughs> yes, I think yes, we yes. have seen in a fucking movie is the puking right onto the half a fucking foot. I was gonna say, I know you don't like puke. I don't like it either. But it but doesn't puke affect it right into a fucking much. open Dude, wound. that was fucking brutal, dude. I loved it. I was like, hell yeah. I was like, yeah. no, fuck that noise. <laughs> That's like, hell yeah, dude. That's when I was like, kill me now. Fuck that. <laughs> that motherfucker grabbed his foot and threw right up on it. Just threw up on his foot. <laughs> like, okay. Damn, Lucifer, where you? <laughs> where you? Where you show that? Yeah, anyway. It wasn't even was as disgusting to, to me when fucking... <laughs> Old Grandma Death fucking threw up in the dude's face earlier. Nah, like, that wasn't even near as that bad. That was more like, like a blood spit, you know, yeah. like throw up, if you will. This is like straight up bile puke. <laughs> right onto half a foot. Dude, that would, like, moments after, just moments after. That yeah. was so fucking sick. Oh, uh, and that, I would, didn't like that it. would hurt burn so bad. Yeah, the acid, stomach acid and shit, and your foot being open like that and exposed. Ugh, yeah, kill me now. <laughs> this lady, you're going to fuck me up. Fuck me all the way up. Yeah. Don't half-ass that shit. Yeah, I don't want to be alive for the rest of this. <laughs> That's kind of like, all right, maybe one more thing I want to interject is the character of Molly. I know we didn't bring her up, right? Okay. As a little oh, sidekick. Yeah, right, she's all right. But here's the question that we're, I'm just talking about. If you're going to fuck me up, fuck me all the way up. Also, on that subway, I, first off, I would have left Molly's ass at some point. Yes. At a certain point, you have to start helping run. Yes. I'm like, you know what? I, I got you this far. You. I got you this far. You got to have a little bit of self-determination, Will, if you want to live, man. Sorry. Not really. But, you know, I got you this far. But I just met you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Don't be latching on like this. This is, That's not what this is. You ain't my homegirl from no, way back. No, 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 no. It's like, the, I, it's your little side character I'm helping out. I Side quest ended a long time ago. <laughs> I got you off the subway. <laughs> Be about your business. But my, my question is here with that, like so the whole, you know, do you live long enough? I mean, now granted, she didn't know she was going to get infected. Right. But knowing what we know now, would it have been better off if she went ahead and just gone and got yanked, murked, if you will, killed on the subway, on the train, instead of just getting her eye poked out for later on getting her fucking heads fucked? <laughs> and then right. getting turned. So, I 
at a certain point, if you get fucked up enough, is it worth it just to be turned after that so you don't have to think about it anymore? I know, maybe. Maybe. It's like they embrace it. Do you still feel the pain, point. or are you just tucked away somewhere in the back of your brain? You know, that's that's a that's another question. I'm, even though that film, this film doesn't. Yeah, but we can infer these things. I think we're intelligent enough. <laughs> but I think that's interesting as far as just like outside the the frames and stuff. But that's what makes films to me entertaining too. Is like we can just talk about what's inside the frames, but outside the questions and ideas outside of it. I think these are interesting. Not that they warrant it per se, but. Um, it makes me think about it. <laughs> Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about it. Do you think in the world this movie sets up that they manage to get the infection under control? Or does this shit just sweep the globe and everything's <laughs> fucked forever? Yeah, I yes. <laughs> yeah, the way this is playing out, dude, I don't see anything stopping it. Uh, it seems... Th- the only thing I would say is that it seems... Well, too aggressive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can't you can't be infected, walk into a place and you know, like yep. hang out for like two weeks infecting other people. Here's why I'm gonna say yes to that because now now I had a, just a, a brief moment to think about it. Is I would say yes, it would be just a huge outbreak. Like it would sweep probably into mainland China and then pooh, you're fucked. The reason I say that is because the guy who was working on it and knew about probably like a blood antigen or whatever. Mm-hmm was aware that if he keeps doing this long enough, somebody's going to wind up having, you know, be be immune to this virus. And that way we can, yeah, we can start inoculating people with whatever we, this serum we can drive from their blood, right? And it appears that she had it. She was the key, right? But A, he made mention that he's got a military helicopter, you know, landing on this helipad, going to take him to a safe location. But that's only if he goes mm-hmm. unscathed, unharmed. That ends as soon as Jim shows up and hits him with that sickle. And it's like, oh, game over. Ain't nobody leaving out alive. So that's what I'm getting at. It's like, that's why I feel like in the context of this film, once that doctor's dead, it's game over. He knows, who knows if anybody's ever going to come across his research. And it's, by then, it's already too late. Mm-hmm. This shit's going to sweep across, you know, continents. Now, do you think she was actually immune, or if she, or do you think she maybe just wasn't given enough time? I think yes, in both cases. I think you could argue both cases. What I'm mm-hmm. getting at, it's like I want to like to that op- that optimistic part of me wants to believe that she probably held the key. That's why it's another part of the sadness. But then maybe there wasn't long enough. The film didn't give us long enough to see what might have happened to her. We will never know that because it feels like she got. Which, more than likely, she got killed up top on the helipad because the doctor's dead. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck is she? She might be infected. I'm not going to play that game. When the doctor describes it as just, like, trying not to blink. Yeah, exactly. And, you like, can't control it's, it. you can't control it, but you can not blink for a bit. That's true. You certainly can. You can hold that shit for a bit. And, like, How you're going to get in, though. Yeah. but maybe she had just managed to hold it together long enough who knows but yeah mm-hmm. that's a good point because I, I do there's a part of me that feels like the doctor was very slowly succumbing himself because mm. he started like yeah. even from the beginning of his scene to the end of the scene he was acting more erratic you know that's that's a good point too because i was going to say even with think about this jim i was about to say jim seemed like he succumbed way slower than the others that we saw that's kind of what i'm getting at and 
perhaps, yeah, perhaps she wasn't given long enough to let it take hold. Whereas I think Jim was over the course of probably hours, mm-hmm. you know, from the time he got his fingers lopped off to all those other encounters to the point where he was hallucinating. That, that took some time because he was running through the city on his moped, all that other shit. Right. So, yeah, it took a little bit longer to, to grab, really grab hold of him. Whereas hers, it was just in a matter of probably less than an hour. Yeah. In the frame of the film. But I, I, I don't know. But I think that's a good question. Um, I don't know. Liked it. I, I Definitely liked it. Definitely liked it. <laughs> um, I, I appreciate the fact that it made us think this way. Not that it warrants it once again, but I think it's it's an interesting thing that a film which might not have, like I said, a lot going on story-wise, still presents certain questions outside the frame. And I, I do appreciate that. I would recommend others. Um, I would recommend others for, for are, story. Mm-hmm. This is definitely kind of high up if you just want some good gore yeah. and crazy if, fucking violence. Yeah, exactly. If you're just a gore hound, you don't care if shit gets kind of nasty at times. And yeah. like, yeah, this would be great for splatter and slash gore hounds. And that's, yeah. yeah, if you don't... And it's still not going to be the craziest no, of those, no, 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 but, but it's, it's well done. Good. I think when you said it's a party film, probably really kind of uh, capsulates what this film is probably more. It's, it's got to be a select party, though. There's a lot well, of people right. that ain't going to want to turn and That's see this sad. shit well, on the what screen. What I was just saying, like if you have a group of friends who are already into this kind of shit. Yeah, if you watch horror movies with your friends yeah, come already. On come on over. Yeah. Then here's something all of you can go, oh, yeah, to. Exactly. Like, and oh, shit, I that was fucked up. Honestly, and, this is a good audience film. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I I would love to see this in the audience. Absolutely, to see people's reactions to this kind of shit, and that to me is a lot of fun too. That's another thing I start to appreciate about films like this. It might not be like as entertaining by yourself at home. No, with an audience, I could see how this would be a lot better. I'm saying there'd probably be people screaming and shit. <laughs> I'd be giggling. <laughs> so that's what I'm getting at. So I would probably find more entertainment in terms of that. Not that the film necessarily would be better per se but i think it's better suited for that atmosphere Mm -hmm. that experience yeah but that doesn't take away from the home experience it's just feel like it's better suited for people's reactions around you agreed we haven't figured out next week have we no we haven't yeah we're back in those uncharted waters but that's what makes it fun too i think yeah I mean, you watched this a couple of weeks ago, but I didn't watch it till yesterday. So we were going <laughs> to see if we could maybe That's theme okay. it. I don't see us theming necessarily anything yeah. this block. No, we've kind of already talked about some of the films already <laughs> in that genre. And how many more? Well, we could really seek out about? others, but like, yeah, I'm not going to do that just to theme it to this movie. Not necessarily. Nah, 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 nah. So this is going to be an unthemed block. So don't try to guess because we're just kind of <laughs> dumb stoners. Yeah, we're, we're going to go we're figure it, it out. <laughs> But the nice thing is there's a slew of films we can choose from, regardless of which angle we want to go. That's right. We will bring something fun as shit. We Without will not be experiencing the sadness. <laughs> no, we won't. But I think that's it. That I, that's all I got anyway. Yeah, no, I know. I think I said my piece. All right. Well, for this time, I'm Tyler. I'm Danny. Fried Squirms. Out. Hi, everybody. Tyler here. If you like the podcast, please hit subscribe however you're listening to us right now. Also, if you could rate and review us however you're listening to us, or preferably over on Apple Podcasts, that'd be super cool as the entire world is ran on algorithms and we want to be all up in them. Uh, We highly appreciate it whenever you tell all your friends about us. If you have any suggestions, comments, 
questions, want us to put eyes on your current independent horror project, you can always contact us, squirmcast at gmail.com, or you can contact us through our website, www.friedsquirms.com. Scroll through our entire back catalog there, or click the links up at the top, as we are part of the Earverm Podcast Network, uh, and would love it if you went and checked out some of our sister shows. Uh, The easiest way to keep track of things across the entire network is to go over to that website. That's earverm.com, E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. You can search for us across all the social medias. If you type in Fried Squirms, we should be what pops up. I'm not going to give you all those ats. So with all of that in mind, we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, peace.